0: This is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to our second episode of Soli. So today we are going to be talking about signs from spirit we are going to go over some of our own personal experiences with that, as well as some things that we've learned over the last few years on how to strengthen our own connection with spirit. And so we offer some little tips and tools that you can use yourself to connect to your own loved ones. And then we also share how we met, which is kind of a fun little story. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and As always, feel free to connect with us. The links are just below in the show notes.
0: All right. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and start this one. So <laughs> this is really fun. And this is how Shayla and I, how our paths originally crossed. We both belong to a community called Spirit School, which is a space for developing mediums and psychics to be able to connect with one another and learn and grow. And this is, this was all put together by uh, the person that Shayla and I both is a mentor for us. And that's Danielle Sarank who's known as the Squamish Medium. Anyway, she developed this space and I found her podcast cast. And then that led me to joining this community. And as soon as I had joined her community, I was, I saw the list of all the people that belonged there and Shayla's name was on there and it popped out to me because her last name is the same as my mother's maiden name, which isn't that common of a last name and it originates from a very specific part of England. So I thought that must be a sign that I need to reach out and just say hello and introduce myself. So I did. And, and so Shayla messaged back and we started talking about our connections with that name. And I believe it was your father's name. Is that correct? Yeah, it was, it's on my his side. last name. Yeah. yeah. So We've, we've joked that we, we're, we have to be cousins somehow, because if you went back far enough, exactly. (laughs) If you go back far enough, I mean, we're probably related. There's probably someone who's in connection. So, so it was fun. One thing in this space that everyone does is we do practice readings on each other. So Shayla, she offered to do, she wanted to know if I wanted to do a practice reading. And I said, of course, yes, I would love to. Well, I don't know if you know this, but you were the first reading I did with someone that I didn't already know. So um, I was a little nervous, but totally excited and totally ready. Um, and it was really cool how a lot of the information came through for you. It was actually, and we can touch on this again in later topics, but I woke up from a dream and it was kind of in that half asleep state that all of this information about a loved one of yours came through. And so the next morning I emailed you and of course, I was like, validate this stuff. I need to know if this is how it works. And <laughs> and you did. And and then we had our reading and it was, all, you know, we had a great reading. You predicted a lot of stuff that did end up coming true in my world. And it was great. We had stayed in touch throughout, you know, the months ahead. And then as I started noticing, I was like, I started learning about everyone that was in there and I learned that you were like one of the first students that had went through her programming and you have, you had done very well and she spoke very highly of you. And so as I was there, I was like, thank goodness I didn't know that before we did our reading because I would have been so intimidated. <laughs> But anyway, so that was really awesome. But then you reached out to me a few weeks ago and, you know, you had brought up, we. I'd seen other people in the community were talking about doing collaborations and it was something I was interested in and I was, I was kind of called to do, but I just, I didn't know how that was going to look or where that would fit. And then you reached out to me and you said, you know, I I want to do this podcast and I would love for you to join. And I was completely flattered and so excited. And, you know, just as we've obviously we're still in the beginning phases of it, but it just, it feels very naturally evolving and naturally unfolding. And it just, it it feels, it feels very right. So thank you for asking me to join you on this. And, you know, I definitely... (laughs) I definitely think there were a few signs along the way that pointed that this is what we were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. And thank you for saying yes. I was kind of like nervous to bring it up because I'm like a podcast is kind of a big like commitment. (laughs) But you are somebody who, I don't know, I just felt like really connected to your energy. And I thought it was really interesting. Just that Oxley connection, which is my last name or one of them. That like connected to your mom kind of thing. And it is a rare name. I only... I think like one person in my whole entire life that has that last name. Yeah. So it is common in the UK. I'm not exactly sure where, but not so much in North America. So no. that was really interesting. And just even, yeah, there's just something about your energy. Like, I love your energy. It's so vibrant and you're someone who's super easy to talk to and can really bounce off all with of So yeah, you were the first person that came to my mind. I definitely feel like spirit had something to do with that obviously like they For do things sure. like that or they connect people and shout out to danielle <laughs>
0: yes yes who,
1: you know create that community because yeah i met so many amazing people and you're one of them and yeah it's just interesting how you know things align and we're both super excited about this which is nice because then we both have that energy to bounce off one another of course there's so many things to talk about so many and I know. (laughs) I'm so excited about it, but it's just so great to have somebody to have that talk with, right? You know, it's harder to, for me, I've wanted to start a podcast for a while, but I did, like I recorded some and then I deleted them. Like this doesn't feel natural because you know I just have a hard time talking to myself. Yeah. So just so many beautiful connections. And I was just really amazed at how strongly, you know, because you're more new to mediumship in a sense, right? And so the things that you brought through, I was like, wow, you're like a natural medium. Like it's just very natural for you. It just comes up easily. And that's, I know like that's how I found it with my journey too, it just kind of came. But there's so many things I think, and this is like a whole other podcast episode that we could talk about later too, of how our lives kind of prepare us for certain things. And so, totally, yeah, so there are probably so many things that you were so intuitive with because you're just maybe more naturally open to it. Because yes. everybody like we said before can do this. Just some people are like more naturally good at singing or really you know athletic, but you can always build those skills. Totally. And especially with this, even more so than any other skill, like we all have this divine right of connecting in that right. way. So
0: right. No, I yeah, totally I agree with that, all of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just think that this is something that just really aligned beautifully and just such a good example of how spirit will just like Bring these little clues and bring people together in certain ways and yeah i just have to follow those those little like inklings and those feelings and those signs and stuff and this is a great example of it
0: for sure so as someone that is developing we kind of as we open up and we start to pay attention to these things there's a lot of very common things that come in our path such as things like Mm -hmm. feathers and coins and seeing angel members. So, can you like tell me like when you started really opening up and paying attention? Like some experiences you had with that, and you know how often did it happen? Then does it still happen? Does it happen more? Does it kind of go away? Kind of what's been your experience with that so far?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think when I first started noticing signs more in that way. So I feel like I've always been intuitive but it's been more of a skill that I need to have in order to survive my life, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So my dad, like he was an alcoholic, I had to really watch the energy of the room and make sure that you know I was careful what I said or did. It was kind of to protect me in a lot of ways and to make sure also I kind of went in certain directions in life that were good for me. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the signs though, I feel like, they really start to strongly come after my husband's dad passed away. And then my baba, so my grandmother, so Ukrainian grandma on my mom's side, she passed away. And I think they passed away about two or three months apart. Okay. So it was a lot. And then we were going through a big move. And I had like a baby at the time. And there were just so many things all happening. But I just started to notice, even just, the shifting of the feeling of the room, I would just feel these different things. I actually had a lot of predictive stuff happen before my father-in-law passed away where I actually knew I looked at him one day and I knew he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was very, very emotional Yeah, because he had been sick. And right when I found out about it, first of all, that I think was 14 months prior or something like that, I just had a really bad feeling about it. His cancer went away. And then it came back, but nobody had really said anything to us. Yeah. So that was the first time I remember being Easter and looking at him, like knowing that I had come back, even though they hadn't said anything and knowing that he wasn't going to make it. I went home and I cried and I called my mom. She's like, no, it's okay. Just think positive. <laughs> right? right?" I'm like, no, this is different. This is something I saw what it would be like. I just saw all these different things come into my, my mind of what would happen to him, And also seeing what it would be like to not have him with us. So I saw his grudge and all his tools and just I saw somebody walking in and just feeling his presence and remembering him. It was kind of just this, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was all these just different yeah. emotions and pictures and sensations. And also was like a good thing in a way because there was a rift between like his third wife. So my husband's stepmom, okay. and she was not communicative about things. And so one day I just looked out the window. And I saw her walking because we lived in this like complex where there was new building stuff happening, like homes being built at, cause he owned the area. Okay. So I saw her there. And I just, and I was like, you need to, you need to see your dad. He's not doing well. I don't think there's very much time. And I think within a week after that is when he passed away, but just that whole experience of his passing was one of the big things in my life that just really started to amplify things because it brought up a lot yeah. of grief obviously there's a lot of stuff happening with my husband's relationship with him and just so many different elements and like i said I had a baby each time i did have a child i actually had experiences i didn't know that they were mediumistic yeah. in nature until like looking at it retrospectively kind of thing where now i'm like whoa that was me seeing something happening or literally connecting to spirit so the signs really started happening after his dad passed away. I remember waking up because we had seen him in the hospital. And that in itself was a really powerful experience. I'd never seen somebody in the active phase of dying right. that taught me a lot about that kind of stuff and how that works and hospice and things like that. And the importance of having the opportunity if we can, like we all won't. Receive it, but having the opportunity to say goodbye to somebody and you know hold their hand and talk to them, tell them things even though they may not be able to speak back to you. Right. Just being in their presence, and we were told like he could hear us, it just maybe didn't look like it. But so that moment was really, really big moment for us. I'd say my husband too in a lot of ways. But the day after, I just. We went to the hospital. I remember waking up and being like, okay, he's gone. Like I could feel that he had left and yeah. he called and he had passed away quite a few hours before we had woken up. And there's a certain kind of energy that happens when you connect with spirit and a reading. I'm sure you've experienced it. where are just like, there's no real words to explain how it feels because it just, the sensations are really interesting. Like The air feels different. Right, just like this tingly feeling, kind of feels like slow motion. Yes, there's there's just a different feeling, and it was also I think the feeling also of like you know grief, like fresh grief, almost kind of coming in, and but I could feel him like it was like he was in the room, but amplified, like it was this vibration, and I was outside. It was in the Yukon, so it's really beautiful there, and I remember just looking at these beautiful wildflowers and seeing this butterfly going by. And it kind of was just kind of floating around me. And I was like, okay, I feel like this is hair. Like it just was yep. a feeling. And then that whole week, there'd just be like random butterflies that would follow me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like driving yep. driving.
1: From one place to the other. And this butterfly was with us the whole entire time. And I'm like, hey, that is not coincidental, especially after it happened like exactly. three or four times in a row. Exactly. And then with the butterfly, too, mm-hmm. I think it was about. It was that summer. So he passed away in June. And I think my Baba passed away in August. And I remember being at my Baba and Guido's house, my grandparents' house in their backyard. And there was this beautiful black and white butterfly. It was really big. And it started floating around. And then my kids being out there and this butterfly was just going back and forth and going on top of us on our shoulders, on our hands, and it stayed there for a good half an hour. And it was just, again... Not just that sign of the butterfly, but that feeling, feeling. that just completely yeah. came over my whole body and just, you could just feel it. And it was just like this beautiful, magical moment. And yeah, so butterflies for me are for a thing sure. that I definitely feel from him or signs from him. He's funny because he's not very communicative. I've had so many readings, right? With like, yeah. you know, practicing and I've had, I think three readings where he, he's come through two of them kind of. Not super strong, but I know it's him. And then one time I had this insane reading that I will never forget. It was kind of like, it taught me a lot because just as I kind of, I had always a lot of times practicing with people, I would bring through a lot of stuff and I would maybe not would receive as much stuff. And this time it was like, he was in the room talking. It was like out of this world, like every situation that happened, his life story, The things that had happened beforehand came through and it was just whoa um, <laughs> like I've never had such an amazing so mediumship to yeah. yeah. but it was just out of this world but yeah he doesn't come through often I do feel him in everyday life more than I do anyway yeah. so it'll be just things that happen or situations where I'm like we would not have been able to get through that had you know had he not been there for us there's just no way like it's divine right. intervention and again it's that feeling that that right. body feeling and that air shift that changes, I know that he's there. So when he passed away, that was it. And then my my Baba as well. I started to get all these like crazy signs as well where I was like, she's here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And even just like, there are certain things that trigger their memory too. I get a lot of smells and stuff like that, that will come in and I'm like, okay, that's them. So things like that. I think if I go really far back though, the first time I ever had, what is it called? I can't remember. There's so many clears when you can smell.
0: fire aliens. Or aliens. One of the two. (laughs) It's aliens or gusts. It's one of the two.
1: We'll
0: touch Um, on that topic later.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the first things I remember is I think I was actually around the age of nine or 10 and my mom's aunt so my great aunt had passed away and she had a very distinct smelling perfume that we did not have anything similar like that in our house whatsoever and she had passed away quite a few months before and I remember being in my room and just being like boom just like hit yeah. with this insane perfume and I was like oh my gosh And I was like, this is Auntie Anne and I was like 9 or 10 so that was the first time where I really had something like that oh, and then my yeah. mom had come back and she's like, I keep smelling Auntie Anne everywhere. And we had not seen each other for a while. I was like, well, me too. And so that was yeah. really exciting. So yeah, those are the, I think the things that stand out to me the most. How about you?
0: <laughs> well, I love that you brought up and you kept can't, you kept referencing the feeling that you got because so much of what it is we do is listening to what it is we feel. Yeah. And I think that's that sometimes is hard for people that don't, You know, they live, they live life just in the practical and just in the the knowledge instead Mm -hmm. of, well, how do you feel about the situation? So that's something that I was kind of guided by someone else that I follow that when you see that sign, when you smell that smell, when you see that butterfly, when you see that feather, if the first thing that comes to your mind is either a warm feeling of just love or of Mm -hmm. someone in spirit. That is what it is. It's the moments afterwards that are then logical. Human right, brain comes it in, kicks in. And, yeah. and starts saying, "Nah, you just a bird flew by." Or, yeah, you know, nah, the, <laughs> you know, there's a flower there, the butterfly. But I don't know. The more you pay attention to it, the more you you can discern. Kind of, oh, that is just a butterfly there. And and honestly, you know, nature, divine, all of it is everywhere, always. So technically, it is yeah. all signs of, of <laughs> the divine. But for me. You know, as i've as I've really learned how to tune in and how to pay attention to this stuff, it's been so interesting to be able to then look back and think about so many instances where this stuff had came up in my life before. I just brushed it off and I just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, one thing for me, I always get a very specific feeling, and I cannot describe it when there's a change coming in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It is literally like time slows down. And I'm just, it's like, I'm, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I just get this weird feeling. And every time a big change has come, I have a lot of that with dreams too, but we're going to save that for just a dream episode. And then what, when a lot of my gifts really got stirred up was I went through a pretty traumatic period that led to a divorce and so many instances over a long period of time, but especially when things got heavy, all of these signals just started turning on and, you know, at the time, of course, there was so much happening that I, you know, I, I, I didn't listen to it. I just kind of, again, brushed it away. But now looking back, it was like, wow, uh. <laughs> you know, the, the hindsight of it all. But as I kind of, if, as I kind of entered this world and realized this is something that I wanted to develop stronger and that I, you know, eventually wanted to do professionally. And I started building that ability and able to connect it's it's been really magical. Like all this stuff, like I, I love crystals and all of that, but I have gotten so many feathers. <laughs> like I have feathers <laughs> of all sizes. There was one day I'm very close to a trail and I love to bike and, and jog and run and walk. And I don't know what bird it was, but these large feathers, there were so many of them everywhere. I did. I kept three of them but they were just everywhere. And then when I walk my dog, I just, there's, they're just everywhere. It's amazing. And of course there's birds outside. So there are going to be feathers, but it's the second I see it, I know, you know, no, that's, that's a message or that's, um, you know, that's a sign. The same with coins. I, I have gotten those a lot. And then the angel numbers, I did start noticing those. One of them that I still see it a lot, but for over a year, I would see the number 309, Uh which is weird because it's the area code that I, my hometown is, but I would see it everywhere. I would drive by the gas station. Gas was 309. You know, I would look at the, the information on my car dashboard, you know, the mileage, whatever, 309 or whatever. I mean, it was, it was such a smack in the face, you know, and then, and then it's evolved. Like right now I'm seeing 339 everywhere. Um, So You know, so then I started going on, there's so many websites you can get lost on to see what those angel numbers mean, Yeah, which gets so overwhelming. (laughs) And there's, they all pretty much say the same thing, but it can go a couple different directions. So, you know, so many of these signs were coming in that I was getting kind of worried that I was losing the message or that I wasn't like, you know, I've read somewhere, you know, when you see the number 111, what is it you were thinking at that moment? That's what the, you know, And then I'm like, what was I thinking of? (laughs) I was just in my head. I don't even know it. What what was the message? Did I miss it? And so finally, I got to a point that I realized that, well, a couple of things. One, if you are starting to see angel numbers, and this is something that you're focusing on and you want to pay attention to, I would advise, pick a book, pick a website, pick one and declare that this is where I'm going to get my information from. And then spirit will work with that. And they will know that is the, that is where you're going to pick up that information. If there is a message to be had, that's one thing I had to say that helps take a lot of anxiety out of it. That's really good advice. (laughs) The second part is I then eventually learned that sometimes there wasn't necessarily a message attached to it. It was Mm -hmm. just sometimes a hello.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, as I've been traveling down this path and certain turns have come up or whatever, I will start to notice. I'll start seeing more signs. I'll start seeing numbers more. I'll start paying attention to it. So I just kind of rest assured that if I'm seeing it, that's just confirmation. Like you're doing the right thing. You're on the right Right. path, you know, hi, hello, we're here. You know, this is just confirmation. So, you know, but yes, looking back so many things that have popped up and it's interesting too, when you brought up that when people are going to pass, because this is something as I've developed, I'm, I have started to kind of pick up what that feeling is. And it is this interesting, it is an interesting sensation you get when you feel like someone's time is coming close. So I did want to, I did want to talk about that too. Cause for me, that is, that is newer than I'm paying attention to it, but yeah, that was interesting. You said that. So.
1: Yeah. I love what you said about the numbers and picking something just to actually stick with because it can get so overwhelming and then you can kind of go down a rabbit hole so finding something that you really like and just yes. kind of sticking with it and it's so true I get so many signs now that I just say oh thank you yeah I see that I acknowledge that I'm being supported and that you're here because that was another big thing for me too is numbers 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 repetitive everywhere on my dash on like getting the gas the number yep. would be the same and it would just keep happening. Or Again, I'd go through Tim Hortons and like <laughs> the number would be like 777. <laughs> yes. like, okay. Yep. So yeah. And everybody's signs are going to be a little bit different. And I think totally. like you said, when, when you get that feeling of just, you suddenly have somebody in your mind that comes through or the, just like the sensation along with it, that's a really good indication that that's your spirit team. And you don't necessarily have to know who it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just oftentimes the message of saying, we're here for you, we support you. And that in itself can be, you know, really beautiful as well.
0: Totally. There's so much magic in just that piece alone. Yeah. I think that's kind of one of the most beautiful parts about my development journey is knowing that none of us are really ever alone. You know, sometimes yeah. that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, we, we all have moments that we do want to be alone. But yeah, but just knowing that, you know, there are energies that are here to help guide us and here to help us along the way. And if, you know, the more we open ourselves up and ask for that help, the easier it is for them to assist. And to give us these little signs and clues that they're here, I have a really, a really cool story that this was like one of the most. (laughs) So I started, I'm kind of starting my own little business known as Blue Heron Medium. And the reason that I came up with this blue heron was because of a sign. I was actually going
1: to ask you about that. (laughs) Yes.
0: So this, it was actually because of a sign that I received from spirit. So another way that spirit, it's very easy for spirit to communicate is through winged things, whether that is butterflies or that is birds, feathers things of this nature bugs so I was getting a lot of bird references like once I started connecting to my personal spirit guide my main guide and we'll get into that in another podcast Mm -hmm. they would show themselves to me as a robin that was the first way that they would come into my awareness but I also was starting to see these blue herons and I I live by some some small lakes and so I I was noticing this heron a lot well my closest friend. Both of my best friends live in Nashville, but one of them, her and I were talking and she's also pretty aware of this world. And, you know, we had talked about, you know, it'd be so cool someday to, to open up maybe some kind of metaphysical business or some kind of healing business. Or, you know, I was like, you need to, I said, you really have these gifts too. You really need to start leaning into it. So she was, she was traveling and she, she called me on her drive home and she said, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. I was driving home and, or she goes, well, while I was out of town, I, I had just kind of said a little prayer to the world of spirit. Like if this is something I'm supposed to do, if this is something I'm supposed to lean in, I want to see two herons. That's, <laughs> that's my sign. So she calls me, she was driving home and right in front of her car, she was out, she was away from, she was out in the middle of nowhere on a highway. These two herons just flew right across her car. So she got all, you know, excited and she called me and she's she's telling me this story. So she's telling me the story and I am parked in a grocery store parking lot getting ready to go in. And as soon as she says, and two herons flew over. And I'm in Iowa. She was driving back to Nashville. I'm sitting there. And right at that moment, two blue herons flew right over my car. Amazing. That's (laughs) crazy. And I said, oh, my God, two herons just flew over. (laughs) It was just this, like, crazy, mind-blowing, magical moment. So, you know, that was just – it was – I mean – it was spirit. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. it was just such you a can't deny moment. like you, that. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't make that up. So anyway, that is then what kind of inspired my, my naming, my practice as Blue Hair Medium. I love that. So yeah, that. that's, yeah, that's the story. That's so cool. That's, that's that. such a good story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's good. funny too, because then, so I said, I have two friends, two really close friends in Nashville. And then the other one, I had called to tell her the story and I was like, you know, this happened to the one friend that it had happened to me. And she goes, Oh my God, I had my son at the park the other day. And I was, there was a errand there and I was showing oh him gosh. the work. So it was like, it then even became like a triple thing. And I'm like, wow. okay, this is, this is something, this is definitely something.
1: That's amazing. I love hearing stories like that. It's just like, yeah, yeah to me, it's undeniable. That's not just a coincidence. You
0: know, (laughs) no, like no, that you know, and I and I think you're in the space too, like with this entire world, like I like to approach it with a skeptical mind. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so open to it and I and I love the magical feeling of it. And obviously that gets intoxicating, that part of it, but I I'm also like, but let's let's be a little logical, you know, like just uh just to keep grounded. I think it's good to have some logic in here to keep yourself grounded For It's not sure. in, the, in the stars constantly. <laughs> yeah. It's those moments. It's like, no, there's, yeah, there's no doubt. That's, that's yeah. is what it was.
1: No, I know those moments are amazing and they're kind of unbelievable in a way too. Even that just reminds me of when I go into mediumship reading sometimes and there are some like all readings are beautiful, but there are some that will just kind of stick with you more. Or they're just like really, sure. just, you can feel the spirit so powerfully. And sometimes going back into my everyday life and leaving that amazing experience behind, I'm like, did it even happen that way? Because it's just such an incredible feeling. And it's so, I feel so out of this world. And you're mm-hmm. right, if we were always in that state of bliss or that heightened awareness or that, that feeling, it would just be too much, right? Because it's just like, it would be. it's a very high vibration, right? So. Yes.
0: And it, and. Welcome. You're listening to Soul a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums, Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soully. And and it does, it does drain you. People ask me that all the time. They're like, you know, is it draining what you do? And I'm like, I mean, yes, but it's, it's weird because there's kind of a high that goes with it too. Like yeah. when you're in that space and you're in, like you said, and when you have those readings that are like so connected and so good, even like the reading, I probably the feeling that the reader had that brought your father-in-law through, you know, for her, that probably was that one of those moments that, yeah. you, know, that you could just, yeah. you could the you can feel the energy and the power in the room there's kind of a, you just, are, you're buzzing afterwards. And it's just, it's, I mean, a lot of times when I've had those moments, I mean, it then takes me into a very emotional spot where uh-huh, it's just, for sure. I, I'll start to cry because it's just, it's, yeah. it's such a beautiful you know thing to be able to be a part of and help facilitate.
1: Yeah. I totally feel that too. And you're right. And I think one thing for me is I've had to learn about that energy drop too, because it can be quite shocking sometimes and especially at the beginning I didn't <laughs> I didn't really know how to process that or like right. what to do and now I have things that I you know energetic hygiene I guess you could call it like trying to really make sure you know I ground myself after and I do something yeah. for myself I like cocoa I get to drink a really yeah. good high quality cocoa because <laughs> it's very grounding and just little things like that but it often like <laughs> the experience of that high kind of makes you think of When you see celebrities or rock stars or whatever, right? And they go on stage and they have that really strong high. Oh, it's the same. They come off stage and they hit Salone. It makes sense why a lot of them end up, you know, having drug issues or things like that because they're kind of searching for that high because when you're in it so strongly. And I can imagine that would probably be even like more extreme because you're on stage for like a few hours or whatever, right? And you have for sure. The feedback of all those people and the energy. But it kind of reminds me of that in a sense where like you just go from really, really high to back down to your, you know, your regular daily life. And it's quite a contrast for Um, sure. Yeah. So that's been something I've had to kind of learn as I go. (laughs)
0: Yeah. One thing that reminded me of that I've been experiencing lately, a message that spirit keeps bringing through in my readings is that, you know, spirit is always around us. It's always able, it's always around us helping us. It's, it's us that can't always receive the message or, or always in the mm-hmm. space of being able to connect. So I keep getting this message of, you know, when you're in those moments that you're feeling very expanded, that you're feeling that high, that energy, that's when it's the easiest for us to feel and experience spirit. I had one come through that <clears throat> he was, um, it was crazy. Cause it was the first time I actually felt on my exterior, it was like, it felt like energy waves around me. And that was the first time I had gotten information that was, you know, on my, on the the exterior, like I said. And so I, I had said, I was like, did he listen to loud music or, you know, did he, what was this? And she goes, he was a musician. And I said, well, he wants you to know when you're at the concerts and you're, you can feel the music and you just, you know, when you're at a concert and it feels so good and you get those tingles and you're happy. I'm like, that's when he's there. And she got emotional and said, I, I, that I always think of him when I'm at a concert. That's the moment I think of him. And I've gotten similar messages like that through like, you know, do, do you guys dance a lot or something? And yeah, we dance. And every time we dance, my mom talks about, you know, the father, it was the father that passed away. And I said, yeah, that's, you know, it's in those moments when we're, when we're, our, our vibrational energy rises and our energy right. rises, yeah. that's that's when they're able to come close and show us these types of signs and things. So I think that's something important for people to, you know, even if maybe you're not wanting signs from all the universe and all this stuff happening in your life, but we've all lost someone and we all want to connect or at least to have some kind of connection with with our loved ones on the other side, and it it I and maybe it does, but I think it's going to work better when you're dancing and you're singing and you're happy and you're you're lifting your spirits than in those moments when we're very sad or we're grieving. We do need to grieve. We do need to go through that. But once you've processed it, if you're in a space where you do want to you do want to maybe feel them around you or get close to them, it's going to be a lot easier when. When you get into those spaces, I even had one that came through and it was just, it was a grandmother that was like when you're cooking, you know, because, you know, it's, it's something that the center the really loved doing. And it was just right. in, in that moment of cooking, that's when I can come close to you. So it doesn't have to be dancing. I love dancing to get ready for readings <laughs> to connect with spirit. Like that works very well for yeah. me. Like listening to great music and dancing that always, that always works really well. But so it's it, that, you know, that's just been a really interesting message that's come through in a lot of my readings lately about how we could even, how we can receive these messages from spirit.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it's true because like they want us to live and they want us to be happy and they want to share yes. in this as well. And so they're there and that's, yeah. Cause it, it is like even the word medium right for us it's like we meet in the middle with them kind of like the medium part of everything because they're so up high right there and then we just have to kind of meet with them and that's the same I think just with all of us in general and you said about grief too that's a really big one because I've had a lot of people say I'm not receiving the signs from them but you know that is a common thing especially when you are more in a thickness of grief, and that can there's no timeline for that either right for some people that might be six months where it's so heavy other people it could be years and it does go in ebbs and flows depending on you know what's happening in your life as well but they are always there and so even just encouraging people if you're not receiving the signs that you're really wanting and you're craving for just talk to them they're there
0: exactly write them
1: a letter you know watch a movie that you love to watch with them or
0: Yep. You make,
1: you know, like you said, like food, that is such a big connector for a lot of people and brings up a lot of memories and, yep. and a lot of feelings of love and connection. And so I know for me, like, I like using a certain cup that my grandmother had in her home. I just make red rose tea. And that reminds me of her because that's the tea she would drink and yep. little moments like that are like really strong, dark coffee. I like having <laughs> sometimes because it reminds me of my father-in-law and, you know, it brings up things like that. And for some people, too, like I also want to say, for some people, they might not be ready for those things either, because sometimes those can be triggering as well. So everyone's of different course. and just honoring the space that you're in, because that can be hard as well. And, you know, we're going to talk about dreams another time. That's another thing that people say, like, I really want to have a dream with my loved one in it. Yeah but it's just not happening or they're having nightmares because it's a trauma for them to kind of be processing. And so one thing I want to say with that is, you know, it is normal not to have dreams. Actually, I can like count on like one hand, how many dreams I've had in the last, I think six years of the people who have I lost.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: But I used to dream about them all the time when they were living because they're just part of my psyche in that way. But there's something that changes, the energy changes where they don't come through as easily. You have to be in a really specific state, and they have to be able to meet you in that state. And of course, the difference too between like a spirit visitation dream is there's a couple things, but one of them is that it will be a positive experience. Mm. Yes, you might cry because you're like, "Oh my gosh, you're here, I love you," but it's going to feel so real. You might wake up crying potentially because it just feels like they're actually there. Yeah, and it won't. It won't have anything scary in it but the ones because like my sister-in-law she had a lot of nightmares Um, but that wasn't him visiting her it was just her processing the grief and that's kind of how our minds will kind of you know go into that type of thing so those are the differences because a lot of people worry oh my gosh like where is my loved one are they okay i'm having these nightmares and so that's something i just want to give people peace if you're having that that is a very normal part of grief that comes with it too of course of course yeah and slowly as things kind of go through my, it might even take a couple of years to have a dream of them, but when it does happen, it's like the most beautiful thing because yep. you're literally visiting them. They're literally yep. there with you yep. and it's so the, powerful.
0: It's so interesting. Be, and again, we'll get into a dream podcast at another time, but <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like when we're in that state of dreaming and when we're in that or dimension or however people want to describe it, it is the easiest place for spirit to visit us,
1: but yes. yet it is the yeah. most
0: it is the most delicate situation mm-hmm. to then make it happen or even then for us to remember it the next day. Yeah. I would agree, like myself, you know, my prophetic dreams and my dreams of visitations are kind of few and far between, Um, where there's actually someone coming to give me a message or whatever. You know, they're amazing right. when they happen, but even as psychics or mediums or whatever, it doesn't, you know, maybe it does for some, but you know, for me as well, it's not something that happens to me weekly or even nightly.
1: Yeah. That's the same with me too. And I look forward to one day when it will happen again. Right. Because it's so like out of the blue kind of thing. And I've found though, that it's usually when I'm really, really tired and I go into like a really deep sleep or I've had like a lot of physical activity or emotions kind of within that day, it just like kind of puts me in a very specific state. I'm sure it's different for everybody, but that's what I've experienced, which is kind of interesting, right? yeah. yeah, you're so right. It's such a, interesting, the dream world is so interesting and it is so delicate and I think a lot more malleable than we realize, which totally. is interesting. So yeah, definitely excited totally. to tap into that.
0: Oh yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a good, that one's going to be a great podcast. I can't wait. So yeah, I, you know, so I, I love what you said too about, you know, acknowledging people that feel like they aren't receiving anything from their loved one. And just, you know, really, I think that was great to remind people, you know, just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean that they're not around you. And the whole writing something down, I think that's good. Keep the communication going. Keep it open because that's going to help give you little steps out of your grief, you know, is just keeping them alive in your heart.
1: So what are some things that you would recommend for people who are trying to communicate with their loved ones, like steps that they can take to create that connection or intention of connection.
0: I think if people are wanting to try to build that connection, I think meditation is really a huge key to that. I think it's a, it's an easy way to access that the quieting of our mind And the building of that skill over time, I think helps kind of cut out a lot of the other noise that's always there or helps us manage a lot of the other noise that's always there, you know, in meditating, it can, it can be tricky in the beginning. And I tell people just, you know, if you're starting, just do like three to five minutes. And if that's Uh all you can do, and if, you know, you start thinking about your grocery list, you start thinking about what, you know, (laughs) Susie said to you yesterday, Just let it happen and let it pass. You will eventually get to a point where you'll, you'll kind of learn how to just quiet your mind and just let it be at peace. And even if in that meditation, a lot of times when I meditate halfway through, I'm like, did I fall asleep or did I, was I just in a trance, you know, and that's okay. (laughs) That's, that's the point that there's, there is a building of strength of your psyche. I believe when you do that practice of meditation, that helps you start to be aware and kind of quiet your mind so that you are paying attention to when that that oh feather my. starts falling in front of you or when that butterfly you know is there and you think of your loved one i think a lot of it is our our world is so busy and there's so much always going on and especially with our phones and social media and all this stuff. There's yeah. just so much stimulation for our brains that it, it is a little difficult. I would say maybe than it was at one time for spirit to communicate, but they adapt and they evolve with us, you know, so they'll use the things, you know, around us, like our clocks and things. And you know you'll scroll and see something on your feed that you know maybe reminds yeah. you of them i mean they have <laughs> they have the ability to tamper with all of that stuff so but i think it just makes it hard with all the all the stuff we have going on to sometimes quiet ourselves down enough to even be able to receive one thing too that i want to touch on in that topic is you know how it works for most of us i don't want to speak all of us but the communication that spirit uses with us is so subtle it, it it is not someone necessarily like tapping your shoulder physically it's 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 these little essences of feelings and it takes a long time to you know for us as we grow and develop to to really learn how to listen to that so you know if you're not someone that wants to develop that it it might be a little more tricky to just really quiet everything so that you're paying attention to those little changes in the atmosphere, those little tingles that you get on your skin, the thoughts that come in your mind. That's one thing I've explained to a lot of people is a lot of times when spirit I'm, I've been a hairstylist for almost 20 years and I'm an artist and also, so I'm very visual. So my clairvoyance is, is pretty strong. A lot of my messaging comes in clairvoyantly. And for those of you that don't know that is being able to see things, but that seeing space is the same space that my imagination is in. You know, I can sit here and I can imagine, I can imagine a horse running through a field and what that sounds like. And what the sun feels, I can, you know, I can sit here and do that. And that's me making that imagination. It is that same space that spirit puts information in. So one thing we have to do as we're developing is learning how to discern, you know, what is us and get us out of the way and right. to let this messaging yeah. come in. And that's difficult. So, you know, just it can be that simple for you. If again, if you see a butterfly and you think of a loved one. And maybe you do get a thought in your imagination. Play with the idea that maybe that that piece was placed there, that it wasn't you that like put that thought in there because it is that subtle. Like it it's hard to discern which is which for us. That's why we we, we practice so much. But so just just keep having faith in it, I guess is really what I'm saying. It's just you just need to know. That they're there and know they can hear you and know they want to communicate with you. You just have to be open to it.
1: I love that. Yeah. All of what you said, I totally feel that. One thing that when you just said that they're there, that also made me think of how spirit can be omnipresent. So mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Like they can be with your sister who lives, you know, a few states away, and they can also be with you at the same time. They're just always around us. So, I've heard some people say, Well, do I have to go, you know, right to where they're though they're late to rest and speak to them there? And just as a reminder that they are everywhere, there doesn't yes. have to be a special thing to do to talk to them, they're just constantly in our presence and in our awareness yes. as well. So, there's that, and then also just with the meditation, I, I do really think that's something that will elevate that connection because, it, like you said, it, it does really quiet things, it quiets our mind, and this ever busy, bustling lifestyle with all the social media and all these just like, you know, constant triggers around us. So that is a really big thing, but it is hard. I will say for me, like it's so hard, it's a really hard, hard thing for me. And I go through phase, phases of being really into it and other times where I'm like, okay, this isn't really working for me right now. So I yeah. have to find other ways to get into that meditative state. That isn't just sitting still. And I've heard so many people say too, like, oh, meditation isn't for me. And I think there's so many different forms of meditation that we just have to explore the different types. And for me, a big thing has just been putting the intention and awareness every day into my breath. So I have kids, I homeschool, it's super busy. I can't always take that moment. And even when I do take that moment, my mind just like can't turn off. It's just buzzing. So just taking simple moments in the day where I just take a few breaths or I listen to a song that kind of can allow my mind to let go for a moment yes. without thinking on all the things I have to do. Like you said, the grocery list I actually made a reel, which I have not posted yet <laughs> about meditation and the weird things that come into my head. Yes. And I think it's something that so many people can relate to. It's just like, you know, it can be hard. Right. And so finding different methods, I know for me, a kind of a funny one is cleaning. Like when I clean, yes, I get really into this meditative zone where I'm just somewhere else. And so I enjoy it for that reason. Once I can actually get into it, my job that I had a long time ago, when I first met my husband, I was working in a grocery store and I had the world's most boring job you could possibly ever have. And mm-hmm. I was so good at it that they made me the one who did everything basically was facing all of the products to yes. face outward. And fix them and stack them up and not even like putting things on the shelf, (laughs) No, just (laughs) holding them forward. And I was great at that apparently. And so they would put me on a shift alone for seven hours and I'd have nobody to talk to except random customers asking for things. Right. And so I got into this insane meditative zone that I now realize is what it was. And I think that's what really helped me. So if you even have a job that gets you kind of out of your head, that can be a thing too. I think that can kind of elevate your right. intuitiveness without even like realizing it. So that's why I kind of said like our lives prepare us in a lot of different ways for things. That's kind of one of my examples, <laughs> but just finding different things to, you know, bring yourself their nature, like going out for a 20 minute walk. Yeah, I did that the other day for the first time by myself, because I usually have my kids with me. I was like, wow, this is a totally new experience i'm just allowed to let my mind drift around and i'm able to take in everything and the visuals and the colors and so there's so many different ways so i just encourage anyone who's wanting to do meditation but kind of struggling with it to try different things like yes. guided meditations are really great for some people for me i actually kind of laugh at those because like i will always be a little bit somewhere else and then sometimes I'm like and now you go to the river i'm like i thought we were still in the field <laughs> right <"Hey>, what <laughs> Well,
0: the be hard. it's so true um, yeah <laughs> or like they're time, taking you to something and you've already built it a yeah, certain way and I'm they're like, like no I've wait it's green there. i'm like oh wait no yeah. it is blue hold I on i gotta go back
1: <laughs> oh it really depends on like your mind and how it works and everyone's so different one thing i really have been enjoying lately is this woman her name is well she goes by loon and Nate. Okay. Uh, on YouTube and she does ASMR but not like weird ASMR it's like <laughs> I'm so inspired by it that I actually want to make like an ASMR podcast but she does like Reiki with it so oh. it's just so relaxing and I just I love it. Like if anyone yeah check it out if anyone's struggling yeah. with that. I know a lot of people are like not into ASMR it can be a little bit like too much but I find hers like very gentle and not like weird. It's not really like role playing it's more like Reiki energy healing and stuff. So yeah. that's been really helpful. Yeah. Those are kind of my suggestions, but in terms of you know meditation and stuff like that, but just basically everything you said and just being open to the concept of your loved ones being around you. If you want to focus in, on the people you've lost, because messages will come through in different ways too from your guides or your ancestors. There's so yes. many different things that you can connect to in that way. But specifically for loss of a loved one, just that awareness, knowing that they're there and talking to them, I think can be a really powerful thing. And just so being open powerful. and patient yeah. with yourself and gentle with yourself along the way too. Right. 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 Be a big
0: thing. Yeah. And I've, I love how you touched on like that word meditation is there's a spectrum of what meditation means. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important because it does not, it does not come easy for everyone. Well, we would love to hear from any of you. If you've had experiences of signs and stuff that you have seen or if you have some tips on meditating that have worked really well for you, we would love to hear it and we will definitely share it on a later episode. So please share it with us. We will put a link to an email. You can email that too at the bottom of the, what is it, the podcast page? I don't know what this, what's the term. at the,
1: the show notes. <laughs> the show
0: notes, there, there we go. that sounds That sounds a lot more professional, the show notes. So yes, please email us and let us know what you've experienced. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Hey, Sully listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify. And this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media link below as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just wanna share your story, you can do that below.